0: Como, Como,
1: Como. Bram likes the sound of his
0: como. voice. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Como Explained, the podcast from the KBIA newsroom that breaks down complicated issues and curious questions you have about the place we live. I'm your co host, Ryan Famuler, and today we've got a couple others in the room here. Abigail Keel is Hello. now a regular co host of Como Explained. How are you doing, Abigail? Great. And Bram Sable-Smith is the Civics Desk Reporter here at KBIA. Bram, first-timer to Como Explained, welcome. Yes, thank you. And uh, we need Bram here today because he's going to help us through this show. It's largely based on some of the reporting he's been doing on sales tax in Columbia.
2: So we're going to start from the very beginning. I have a clip from the Columbia Daily Tribune. This is from December sixteenth, 1970. And so here's a headline Voters pass sales tax by 6-4 to margin So basically at the time The city of Columbia There had been a study done uh, That showed that the city of Columbia Would be in a $296,000 budget deficit by 1972 And the city was looking for ways to fix this basically the the best proposal at the time it was the wave that was sweeping across Missouri and the nation uh, and that was a sales tax so the Missouri legislature voted in 1969 to allow municipalities to collect a sales tax for the first time and so in the year that followed that all these different municipalities across Missouri started to uh, embrace that they started to collect their own sales taxes and Columbia was the the 30th around the 30th municipality to do it So on December 15th, 1970, the city of Columbia held its own special election to vote specifically over whether to authorize a one cent or one percent sales tax that would fund the city government. And voter turnout was completely, absolutely abysmal.
0: (laughs) Uh, So some things haven't changed, I guess. Yeah. yeah.
2: There were just a little bit more than seventy two hundred votes cast, so that 's fewer than thirty percent of registered voters and columbia 's population at the time was around sixty thousand to give you a sense of uh-huh. how small that number actually is, uh, but the election wasn 't even close out of the fewer than thirty percent of registered voters who turned out um, in the six to four margin, they passed the sales tax
0: okay and so did it did it just fix everything like like it said it was going to i mean it almost did yeah. <laughs>
2: Remember that that the city was projected to have a budget deficit of $296,000, just about. Um, and this 1% sales tax generated an annual revenue of $1.4 million.
0: Which in 1970 dollars is a lot of money.
2: It's a yeah. lot of money in 1970 dollars. Still fair amount of money in 2014 yeah. dollars right. as well.
0: Right. And so, uh, and so, it, Columbia is not the only one that's doing this, right? There's other, since, I mean, we, we did it within a year or two after this uh this new ability national craze yeah <laughs> after the national craze yeah. well we finally just had the ability to do it and now some of these other communities are starting to do it too right
2: yeah i mean poplar bluff and boonville also passed a sales tax on the same day that columbia did uh, as i said there's maybe all right, as a, there's about 30 municipalities who did it before us and several municipalities did it after us so it completely took the state by storm um so what's happened now is Columbia has a two percent sales tax now, which accounts for almost twenty seven percent of the general fund budget. And the general fund I mean it it funds everything, well not everything, but it funds are things like the police force and the fire the fire department.
0: So we're pretty Pretty dang reliant on it, basically. Twenty-five over more than twenty-five percent is coming from sales tax. More than apparently.
2: a quarter coming specifically from sales tax, right. yeah. and that
0: just grew over time since that nineteen seventy. Since it came into our abilities in the seventies. Yeah, right? basically,
2: in in forty-four years, it went from zero percent of our general fund to more than a quarter of it.
1: So what's the big deal? Do- like, why is sales tax so exciting and enthralling to city governments? Why do people like it?
2: Yeah, so I asked that, I asked that question to Dr. Terry Jones. He's a professor of political science and public policy administration at the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Uh, here's what he had to say.
0: In many jurisdictions, the Columbia would be a good example of this. Much of the sales tax, I would estimate probably 20 to 30 percent in Columbia's case, is paid by non-residents of Columbia, particularly with a large number of students who live somewhere else, but buy their retail stuff in Columbia. And so it's shifting dollars from other parts of the state and nation into Columbia. Uh, I get it now. We don't have to pay it. Everybody else will pay it for us, right? It's such a
2: great idea, right? Yeah.
1: Sounds like a miracle tax.
2: (laughs) And really, you know, it almost was. You almost get the sense that it was, Uh, especially in Missouri. We fell in love with it. So a 2014 report by the Tax Foundation shows that Missouri has either the fifth or sixth highest, depending on whether you read the January report or the August one. Uh, fifth or sixth highest local sales tax in the country. And local sales tax is the combination of city plus county sales tax. But there's a couple issues with sales tax. Even though we, we continue to pass them, uh, there's a couple issues with them. Even back in 1970, we knew about the first one, and that's that sales tax is pretty susceptible to the economy. So obviously in a good economy, people will spend more, and a bad one will spend less. And so that's going to affect the sales tax. But there's a second and bigger problem, and it's more recent. And we had no reason to, we had no reason to know that it was going to exist back in 1970. And uh, to get a little bit more, I'll let the city manager Mike Mathis explain.
3: When the things like the internet get invented and have massive shifts in how we buy things and how taxation occurs, uh, it has massive impact on on the city government. Although life is great, who doesn't love the internet, right? We all we all love it. But, you know, when I go buy that iPod from Amazon instead of Best Buy, I don't pay that 2% that comes to the city.
2: So I want to interject here because what Mike Mathis is saying is actually very important. The city budget for this year has about a 2% increase in total sales tax revenue from the city from the year before. Which is
0: really just like keeping up with inflation. That's not
2: notable, really. It's not very notable, but but what is notable is that uh, that increase is accounted for mostly by the growth of the city, mostly because we have more people coming to us. We've got a massive university. People want to move here. It's a good place to be. But when you look at our sales tax revenue per capita, it's been completely undermined by Internet sales, just completely undermined. And to hear how much, let's pick back up with the tape.
3: What we've seen is since 2001, we've had a 20% reduction in per capita revenue from the sales tax. Yikes.
0: That's a lot. I mean, again, Columbia as a booming town. You would think we'd be seeing a growth, right, with the population that's growing. We'd be seeing more money coming in, more spending coming out of the recession, all that kind of stuff. And, yeah, that's not the case. No, not at all. Um, so, How did that happen, I guess? <laughs> How did it happen?
2: So there's no federal regulations regarding the collection of sales tax on the Internet. So for the most part, we just don't pay them. And there are a few different laws from state to state about having sales tax on the internet but uh pretty much most states in missouri is one of them we fall back on a 1992 u.s supreme court case that actually had to do with mail order businesses
0: <laughs> like, i mean i guess they do that with laws all the time right you just kind of like make connections where you maybe can maybe they make sense yeah you don't have to play it out in court again until you have to
2: right? yeah exactly Um, Do you remember mail-order businesses?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think my grandma had a Sears and Roebuck catalog.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So that's what we're using right now to dictate our internet collection tax. Yeah, exactly.
2: Sounds about right. Exactly. And so that decision said that um, you had to collect a sales tax in a state where you have a physical presence, where you have a brick-and-mortar store. The easy and obvious way around collecting sales tax in the state is to just not have a physical presence there.
0: Right. Which... And
1: instead have it on Mars. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, no, and that's not, this isn't, un, like, that's what some of the major sellers online have done. Amazon, for instance, has taken a lot of steps uh, through its history to adjust to state and federal rules in these ways. You know, uh, so in Missouri, they actually like, cut ties with some associates here in the last couple of years to try to adjust to some Missouri laws so that they didn't say they had any sort of physical presence in the state, right? So that when you're buying something on Amazon, you're not going to have to uh, pay a tax. But you see it when you go to eBay or whatever, right? If a California uh, residents are going to have to pay a tax on this thing. But since you're not from California, you won't. So it's very confusing how this stuff's collected. But like you said, for now, Missouri isn't, and the federal government also aren't really... Uh, haven't really caught up with what's going on here. Right? Yeah. Right
1: Ryan, Ryan knows all about this because he spends a lot of time on eBay.
0: Yeah. So. <laughs> That's actually we've brought this up on the show a couple times now. Someday we'll just do a show about eBay. Ryan selling things on eBay. <laughs> Public radio salaries aren't what you want them to be. All right. So you gotta make ends meet if you wanna you gotta make that sweet cheddar somehow. All right. So anyway. <laughs> so again, at the state level, we got nothing to collect the sales. Yeah, right
2: now, and right? even even if there were regulations about collecting sales tax on the internet um, there's no real mechanisms to enforce that at all on the state level uh, much less a municipal level I mean we'd have to be tracking it down to this was purchased in zip code 65203 so this we're going to collect a two percent sales tax and give it to the Columbia government
0: that's just oh it's incredibly complicated you know. plus the sellers are all over the place too so it's like did- you're paying where it's sold or where it's purchased i think usually it's where it's purchased at right least in the few mechanisms that get this collected now but there's like so is every seller gonna have to keep track of you know a, a thousand different municipalities and counties and states you know like it, it's a huge mess to try to get this stuff actually collected yes
2: yeah, well, so it's
1: what i don't understand though is like the internet and internet sales are not that new. I mean, I'll give you 10 10 years to adjust to the internet, but still it's 2014. So like there have to be some people who made creative solutions to these sorts of problems Uh, somewhere. Some municipality has figured out the sales tax internet dilemma.
2: Municipalities all across the country are are trying to figure out how are we going to deal with this reduction in the sales tax that are coming from internet sales. And one example is... um, having a property tax, which is what we're doing here in Columbia.
0: Yeah. Which is really kind of like just going old school, right? Cause <laughs> we were able to do the sales tax in 1970, but now we're okay. We'll just go back and do the property tax thing again.
2: Yeah. Right. We, we had a, a, a wild and fun time with sales tax for 44 years, and now it's time to settle go down. back. Yeah, go back, settle down with the property. I tax. like to
0: think of it as like an affair, really, is how it was. Like, you're like, oh, well, it was fun while it lasted, but it just didn't quite work out. She ended up being kind of crazy and unreliable.
2: It's our little sales tax rum springers. <laughs>
0: So, uh, so, yeah, like you said, that's what we're starting to do with the property tax here, right?
1: Right. So, what Columbia is doing is having an election to see if we're going to approve a property tax, which would actually fund, like, 30 public safety officers through this property tax instead of a sales tax.
0: Right, which traditionally that would have been a sales tax, right? All right. And so, it's like, hopefully that this is the solution to maybe solving that shortage of police officer problem that we've been talking about for a long time.
2: Yeah, so... I mean, in some of the budget discussions in the past, not just this year, but in the past few years, we've been talking about how Columbia, Mike Mathis has made this point that Columbia, our departments, including our fire and and, uh, police departments, are 30 percent understaffed, and a lot of that has to do with the instability of the sales tax. So there's a a proposition or a proposal coming up on the November ballot to fund 30 additional public safety officers with a uh, property tax going old school. When we talk about creative solutions to the sales tax issue, there's, there's a larger issue here than sales tax versus property tax, really. And it has everything to do with kind of the direction the country's gonna be going, not just the city, in the next few years. Uh, and I'll let Mike Mathis explain this again.
3: You know, we've given a massive tax break to everyone using the internet, and that's helped build the internet into the tool it is. So we have to decide is that tax loophole uh, still worth keeping, or is the cost benefit too great, and do we need to begin to tax it?
1: Whoa. So that's kind of fascinating. He's basically saying that we've given the internet a tax break while it's been developing
2: it's such a it's an interesting way to look at it isn't yeah. it
0: obviously there was never a formal effort to do that but effectively that's kind of what happened right? yeah it's like oh you guys keep doing what you're doing that looks good sure yeah
2: i mean the internet the growth of the internet and the growth of online retail just happened so quickly that that you know, public policy, our tax policies couldn't keep up with it.
0: Yeah, and ultimately it's it's cheaper for the people that are out there buying things, right? Yeah, it's so.
2: exactly right. Like if we went on Amazon right now, I was looking this up before on the sh- we got on the show. Uh, if we got a swing line stapler on Amazon. <laughs> Which I often stapler. buy. Right. <laughs> uh, it would cost us six, $6.07 plus shipping, maybe a little bit less if you have Amazon Prime. Um, but no sales tax, so we're avoiding 7.975%.
0: We're avoiding almost 8% in sales tax. Right. So that brings that price up to like 650. Right. right? So like that that's if you're cutting corners and clipping coupons and stuff, that's not something to to ignore. That's, yeah, exactly. That's, that's savings.
2: And and the online retailers have been benefiting from this for their entire existence, pretty much. You know, we're talking about more than 20 years of this kind of tax break, again and again and again. And it's an advantage for the online retailers over the brick and mortar people here in Columbia that would have to charge that almost 8% sales tax. Like we said, this isn't a policy decision. We never we never sat down and said, yes, let's give the internet a tax break. It's just the way that it, that it developed.
0: How it worked out because it is, again, so difficult to charge those taxes like we talked about earlier. And yeah, and so really the only policy solution is to just stop doing the sales tax thing, I guess, right? Which doesn't seem to make, you know, my, there's a debate whether that makes as much sense fiscally, but... Again go with the property tax um, you know that that's what the city here is going with anyway but ultimately it's that's the kind of decision each community is going to have to make in the country right yeah so but this but this does have to happen at the federal level right it can't yeah. really happen at state level
2: I mean it, it explicitly has to happen at the federal level that same 1992 Supreme Court decision it's actually called quill core versus North Dakota for those of you who are interested in looking it up online it explicitly says the us Congress has the the U.S. Congress has the authority to allow states to require the collection of a sales tax or use tax from online sales. So even in states where the online retailer doesn't have a physical presence, you could require them to collect a sales tax, but that has to come from on high from the U.S. Congress.
0: Right. So, oh. <laughs> And then you're talking about distributing all that money. Yeah, it's, it's a huge mess. Maybe Congress figures it out. I mean... I don't know. It seems like they're figuring a lot of things out lately anyway, but it's it's possible. But uh, it's a big deal for cities like Columbia.
2: It is a big deal. And so this is going to be something that we'll be talking about for a long time, I
0: think. Right.
1: So everybody listen to this podcast.
0: <laughs> Wait, that's the end of the pod. If they're listening to you say that, then they've already listened everybody to this podcast. Everybody share this podcast there it is. with your that's elected officials. That's what you're supposed to do. Share this podcast. And I guess we'll end it there. And on that note, please share this podcast with your friends uh, give us a like on iTunes. Um, subscribe. Subscribe, even better. Uh, you can also find this on KBIA.org, all kinds of places. So I just want to say thanks so much to both of you, Abigail Keel, my co-host. I'm Ryan Femuliner and Bram Sable-Smith, who thanks joined us this me. week. And hopefully will join us again in the future with all of your great reporting and all the interesting stuff you have going on. Um, so thanks for joining us. You guys as well. See you next time.
3: Walter, well, we need some cigarettes. Let's go ahead and get a pet. Okay.
0: Hello, boys. What can I do for you?
3: i a pack of cigarettes. All right, here you are. Be three cents more though. What's, What's that, that for? Sales tax. Haven't you ever heard of sales tax? That sure haven't. What's gonna happen next, man? You know they got a law here to call sales tax. Sales tax? What is that for? That's three cent tax on everything is sold. They said that's the government's rule. The government's rule. Well, there's lots of things sold that the government knows anything about. Well, I'll just sing a little song about the sale tax. <laughs>